Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fun Now Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As many areas across the Midwest receiving snow, moisture that's needed, we'll look at it for spring. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that weather outlook is going to be like. But a lot of green on the screen for a trade today. And we're going to look at what the futures have done. Kind of a flashback to the last 30 days. And what does this all mean going forward, especially when we look at the corn, the beans, and the wheat out of Kansas City? Troy Nielsen joins us today. He is with Smart Yield. So wrapping up, hard to believe it's the last Tuesday of 2020. Many say good riddance, Troy, to this year. But as we look at the last 30 days, what have the grains been telling us? Yeah, Susan. Um, and and it's, by the way, it's a really fun day to do the final bell um, when corn's up nine, almost 10 cents. Uh, beans are up over 40 cents. I love doing the final <laughs> bell. It's a fun day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a lot more fun to talk about. Um, but what I did after the close of business today, I said, where are we really at on these commodities in the last 30 days? And, and what's going on here, maybe bigger picture. And so when I look at the March corn contract in the last 30 days, we're up right at 40 cents in March corn. December corn's up 22 cents um, for a deferred contract. That's a pretty good move. Uh, January soybeans are up $1.30 in the last 30 days, as well as November beans are up 58 cents. When you get into the wheat market in the Kansas City, March, we're up 37 cents. July's up 33 cents. You know, so we're seeing an overall um uh, inflationary period in these futures markets in the last 30 days. Today is an exaggerated day, that's for sure. Um, my guess is we we don't know this yet, but I'm guessing the funds and uh, are coming into these markets or continue to come into these markets. So I think that's what we're seeing right now. Um, it's a lot of fun to see the values um, increase for stored grain and also down the road for new crop grain as sales as well. But that's what we're seeing right now, Susan. So as we look at this and, and it it kind of lays out the telltale signs. How do we utilize that information going forward? Yeah, um, I think that's a great question. The first thing that we, I, I think I want to look at is you look at, well, why, why are the markets up? Um, corn, beans, wheat, uh, why are we up? And by the way, I'll throw out livestock. Also your, your live cattle contracts are up about a buck 70 or so. And so there's an overall inflationary feeling in these commodities and so I, I look at and who's doing that and why. And of course, you you go back to the funds. And we we had a delayed commitment of trade report from Friday to this week. Um, but looking at that report, it comes out and you look. You can look at the different categories. You know, the financials are kind of mixed. Socks are mixed, and socks are coffee, cocoa, sugar, cotton, orange juice, lumber, um, metals, um, all up as far as increased numbers of. Uh, long contracts with the funds uh, increase their positions. Energies are kind of mixed. Livestock pretty much up on live cattle, feeder cattle. Grains, out of nine categories of grains, nine of them are up as far as number of contracts um, with the funds. So the funds are moving these markets right now. And when you look at a 40 cent day in beans and a 10 cent day in corn, it takes positions like the funds to make those type of moves. Um, and even in the holiday trade between Christmas and New Year's, you get a little bit thinner volume. Markets might move a little bit more because of that thinner volume. You don't have the stoppers there. Um, sometimes they get moving. But when it's consistent like this, 
through all of the contract months on corn, beans, and wheat, um, there, there's there's a push behind it, and I think it's the funds coming into it. So looking at that, and I know you mentioned briefly the, the livestock, and I kind of wanted to ask, how does a livestock producer take the information that we just talked about and be able to use it to their advantage? Yeah, you know, obviously one of the biggest input costs there is corn. And so, um, you know, hedging in that corn um, as a feed is very important to the livestock producer. Um, I think, you know, there are a whole different set of fundamentals, of course, in the livestock. But that's that's one thing I would look at as a livestock producer is, is trying to control that feed cost. And that's one of the bigger things they need to look at with these grains as well moving forward. Well, when you talk about the funds and, and what's been happening in this Kansas City wheat, it seems to be the one that skyrockets the rest of the wheat complexes across the board. Yeah, it, you're right. And it's um, a lot of it's with, with the moisture. And in, in this year, it's it's a lack of moisture and what type of um, uh, where they're at with that winter wheat, of course, because it's in the ground, of course, whereas your your spring wheat's in the bag, seed bag, but the winter wheat's in the ground. And a lot of this has to do with the freeze. Um, and is, is there an insulating factor with some, with some snow on top of it? Is there moisture into it? So there's moving fundamentals of that crop at this time, whereas in the spring wheat, you don't see that at this time. Um, and then I think also, you know, our dollar's been uh, down. So, um, you know, our, our exports have been strong in all of our commodities. Of course, that brings the wheat into it as well. Um, and, and, and I, you know, there's going to be a competition um, probably within the next three months um, of uh, that will involve wheat as far as acres are concerned. And, and that's something that we'll be focusing on very strong on that March 30th planting intentions report that's coming up here in about three months. So, um, you know, that all that all um, involves the wheat market and and there as well. Will we continue to see this upward trend? I mean, you and I talked about at the beginning of this, you know, beans were up, you know, 40 and a quarter corn was up nine and a half i mean it's got to set a good tone yeah yeah it sure seems like it it is in place that's for sure um and and, you know the million dollar question is is how far will that go uh we don't know uh we have no idea of course from our side of the fence that that's going to continue another uh 10 days or 10 minutes you know so we we have no idea uh, we're just glad that it's in these levels. The big, big thing as far as we're concerned is, you know, what do you do about that as a producer? How how do you manage those uh, moves, and what do you do with them? So that that's what we meet with our guys at this time of year, and you have to get a plan in place, of course, and um, and be ready for those uh, and get your targets set. So we, when it does achieve those levels, you know what you're doing about it. it. Takes a lot of the emotion out of it if you do have a plan in place. Very much so. We're going to talk more about that and the weather when we come back. Stick around. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we're continuing the conversation this afternoon with Troy Nielsen of Smart Yield. So when we left for commercial break, we were talking a little bit about having that plan in place and talking about what you were going to do going into 2021. And I think this is a perfect follow-up, Troy, to yesterday's Fontenelle Final Bell when we were talking about weather in South America, especially over the next couple of weeks, the pressure that they have and not being able to produce a big crop could be some good pressure for us here in the States. Yeah, that's right. And you're right. And right now is the critical growing season for them. Um, and, and they're having a lack of moisture, basically. And they're, 
they're, they're planting. They're not very far behind on planting. They're pretty close to about where they normally would be on planting. It's just that they're, they have a moisture deficit issue, um, which we understand in this country right now, too. But um, they're trying to grow the crops right now. And so their, um, their, their overall production at this point would be projected to be a little off because of that, which would be favorable. It's less grain in the world that we have to compete with. Uh, the other thing that I think might be adding some fuel to the fire on that for us right now is that you know, Argentina um, was on, is on strike at their ports. Their, their port workers are uh, at the loading docks. There's I, What I've heard is... Um, um, up to maybe a couple hundred ships waiting to load that can't. And so it's really bottlenecked there right now, and they're not exporting at this time. They're not loading boats and shipping them out. So that could be resolved here shortly after the first of the year. But I think as of right now, that's adding a little bit of fuel to the fire currently. Um, but as a, the bigger picture is, you know, where are they going to come out with their crops and their production? And right now it's forecast to be a little bit off. So it's important, I think, uh, maybe more than in, in years past, to have some sort of marketing plan and discussion already in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And and that's what happens in, in these big market runs. Um, the emotions get rolling and, and a guy thinks that um, uh, he doesn't want to sell because um, you're in a big uptrend. And, and I get that completely. But if you have a plan in place um, and have targets established, then you can execute a plan and get yourself in a in a lot better position but come harvest and so right now is the time to be putting those plans together um and and looking forward into 2021 i think you also have to look at some other fundamentals because you know we've got the world fundamentals we've got south america and then u.s dollar how's that compare to other currencies so can we continue the strong export pace as we currently talk yes strong export pace should continue into early 21 um the, the big thing also is, and the funds are participating, but where are we going to be at with the vaccine um, in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter of this coming year? And what does that do with consumer confidence? Um, do, do the airlines get back to, you know, full bore and our, you know, uh, fleets moving? And if that's the case, then we're using more fuel um, and, and your, your crude oil market should be healthy. That definitely helps in, in um, overall fuel use, of course. And so ethanol is, is a big portion of what makes up the corn values. So, you, so mm-hmm. I was just going to say, so you look at that and the fundamentals that are going to take place in the new crop. What are some key things that we need to be looking out for? You know, I think one, two of the key things in looking at that far out, uh, first of all, the, how widespread will we get with a vaccine? When will our economy get back to full strength and or a portion of full strength? Um, I think that's one of the keys going into 21, because that also brings more money off the sidelines. Typically coming into an election year or during an election year, a lot of um, investor money goes to the sidelines. After that year, the money starts coming back into it. I think that's parlayed in with the vaccine getting out widespread as far as um, consumer confidence and investor confidence coming back into it. Um, those are two big factors. The other one, of course, is since we're talking commodities that we put you know, seed in the ground, you have to talk about weather and La Nina. And where are we at with La Nina at this point? Um, about 45% of the U.S. Um, is in a in at least minor drought 
and lack of precipitation situation right now. Um, the seasonal outlook is for the northern part of the United States to have above average temperatures going into the spring and summer, but to have moisture. Now the southern, um, like through the Ohio Valley and into the southern states, they're expected to have above average temps, below average moisture. Get to the west, get to the Rockies in the west, um, up into um, the northwest part of the United States. Not, not as much of a drought, but right here through the main part of the growing belt, we could have some real moisture issues. And that's on the table right now with La Nina, which is in full effect. So with that in mind, you know, I think you, you put all of that into the blender, whether it's La Nina, lack of moisture, funds coming back into it and growing their positions, fight over acres with corn, beans, wheat, cotton. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Yeah, just call our office in Kearney at 308-234-6805. And that's the final, final bell. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. And that's the Fontenelle Final Bell, brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all the local Fontenelle dealers on the Rural Radio Network.